<laughs> what uh, album? That's, one of, well, that, that's actually the first pilot of the show. Oh, you know Jack Black is like on my five celebrities that I could cheat on Pat with. Good choice. So I'm obsessed with Jack Black. Interesting choice. Yeah. I Interesting. am obsessed with Jack Black. I find him incredibly sexy. We're talking about Laura Palmer is dead. Mine's Twin only Peaks. Channing Tatum. <laughs> well, if you want to waste your time with that schlub versus... Mine is every female celebrity on IMDb. <laughs> just kidding. You only get five. <laughs> Of course, that you know. Rude. <laughs> I would put Kyle McLaughlin in that rotation now. Well, Even, I didn't know Channing Tatum was on yours until now, so apparently you could have just said anyone. Channing Tatum, <laughs> love him since his Step Up days. Why do you think I love Step Up so much? Jack <laughs> Black just is—he's so like funny and confident, and he's got a great singing voice. I don't know. I love him. I've always been a Jack Black girl. Pat knows this. He's the only yeah, one who stayed I, I, I consistent. I love Jack Black, too. I, my so. list has rotated otherwise, but Jack Black's, <laughs> like, my one and only. In fact, for my company, like, fun fact, it was Celebrity Crush Jack Black. This is Laura <laughs> is dead at Twin Peaks podcast. Um, Not a Tenacious D podcast. You know what's funny? I realize we never introduce ourselves in these podcasts. I'm Kelly. This is Pat. Hi, I'm pointing. Um, we're talking today about. I'm Tom. Oh, I'm Tom. I'm Maybe the whole circle, Kelly. That's right. Sorry. Yeah. I realized that that was stupid and gave up and moved on. And, then... and here's our Tonto, Tom and Melissa. No way. If anything, Melissa is yeah. me at least. Yeah. It's, this is like That's me and rude. Melissa with our men. Um, that is true. So we're talking about. 222, the finale. We made it. Naysayers who said it couldn't be done. We made it to the final episode. We have seen all the But I do all the tech, weeks. so screw it. That's right. He does all the tech. Well, really, now and you I know, do all the branding. Going on from here on out, every new fan will not even wonder if I we know. made it or not. They'll know we did. They'll made know it. we did. Yes. Sure. Really, I maintain that the best analogy for this group is the sheriff's <laughs> department and Tom, your hawk. Yeah. You know, <laughs> Melissa's Harry oh. to my coop. Absolutely. And then I'm sorry, no. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Pat. No, he's my, this is, I'm going to be on the couch tonight, guys. Um, we're talking about yeah. Andy's wonderful. Well, I love and then, Andy. If anything, you should be Harriet and I should be Coop. You're Coop, yes. Coop's the unknown. You're Andy. right. Loves Harry so You're right. much. <laughs> okay, yes. Actually, you are Coop because Coop comes in unknown yeah. and Harry's like already knows the town. Yes, I'm Harry, you're Coop. I was just getting the blonde and brunette thing. Melissa's blonde, I'm brunette. <laughs> so we're talking about Beyond Life and Death, the finale. Really got that all. Right? People really were makes wondering. Me really happy. They were wondering <laughs> about that. Yeah. We're talking about Beyond Life and Death, the finale. This episode was directed by David Lynch. It feels like a breath of fresh air. It just feels so good. And we have to acknowledge the fact that Pat and I, we tried really hard to do everything right by Tom and Melissa, but one thing that we did wrong was that we thought that we could watch Fire Walk With Me at any point. So our what we did was we watched Fire Walk With Me before watching this finale. So we'd watched... Only half of it, though. Only half of the movie because we caught ourselves. (laughs) Yeah, once it got into the red room, they were like... I said, oh, fuck. And we stopped it and had a conference and decided... No, let me paint the picture for you. Like, it was Kelly reaching for the remote frantically going... (laughs) 
Pat, let's go into the bedroom. I need to talk about this. I think there's spoilers. We need to go. And then... Yep. Them coming back going, maybe we should go into the finale and then come back to this. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, we already sure. planned on spending three hours at your house watching Twin Peaks <laughs> stuff, so we're fine. Yeah, I still wasn't sure because though Fire Walk With Me is a prequel... They go into waiting room, Black Lodge, Red Room. We're going to get into that theory a little bit later. And they do have, we should have known we saw Heather Graham in the opening credits. Mm, They tread into some territory that we didn't want to tread into. So we did narrowly avoid spoilers and made it. And and it was just one sort of obtuse spoiler. Right. Maybe we... I'll I'll just say it because, you know, our time means nothing in this podcast either, much like the Red Room. Oh, Um, great. (laughs) uh, So the only spoiler is Heather Graham turns to uh, Coop. No, No, not not Coop. To Laura. To Laura. In Fire Walk With Me. me And says, and she's all bloody, like she gets in the finale. In the Caroline dress for those who are Twin Peaks fans. So we get an image in Fire Walk With Me of... Annie dressed like Caroline, um, bloody from the face. Yeah. Oh right, Caroline. Yeah, and and she says, "Good Coop is trapped in the black lodge." Black lo- the right, the black lodge. She calls it the black lodge. She does. Okay. Okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. which is going to be the big debate that and many fans will have. Yeah. yeah. So had Tom and Melissa seen that, maybe they would have just glossed over it. Maybe they would have been confused but either way i didn't want to spoil that so actually weirdly what we did was we watched the beginning half of fire walk with me all the deer path stuff this Mm. is a deer path podcast um all the deer path stuff the beginning of all right deer twin peaks (laughs) yeah and then stopped right before we or got Or Bizarro to Twin Peaks. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Chris Isaac is, goes missing. Yeah. That's so where he's been all these years. <laughs> 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 Chris Isaac. What a good game. We both just went to different parts. Is it the same song that you both were just wicked games? One song that everybody knows. But what's interesting. I don't know if it was because I have a little cold, because we were watching Fire Walk With Me, which you could say goes too dark. You know, like yeah. the whole thing yeah. with Twin Peaks. <laughs> you could say, could say that. that. You could, Tom could and say, agree um, with that statement. I don't think I ever need to see Fire Walk With Me again. Like, here's the thing with Fire Walk With Me, and this is such a lynchy move. The way it starts out with the scream and the bursting television, then you're just off... Like you're in this right. bad space for even the first half of the movie, which is like very lighthearted and like right. funny otherwise. But you're just like have this anxiety in the back of you're like, what and is that? And that's what he wants to do. He wants yeah. you to be there. Yeah. And I think what he wants you to do is he wants you to feel like relieved when you get back to Twin Peaks. Hmm. So because yeah, he, you do, you Twin do. Peaks is beautiful have and you, Twin and Peaks is idyllic. It. Have you guys seen Eraserhead? I forgot. I've seen. I've. I, never, I don't know if I've ever sat through all of it in sequence, uh, but I've like really watched tough, most of it. Pretty I tough. can do yeah. it. Well, that's the one I can't do. Yeah. All we can we can also do random special episodes of Laura Palmer is Dead focusing on Twin Peaks. I uh, love David that. Lynch movie. Because I oh, have yeah, a theory should. that I'm going to share later in this podcast that all of them are tied together in the Lynchiverse. 
and that the waiting room is actually the central rotational point. Ooh. Anyway, I don't want to get into it yet. That would make a lot. That would make the yeah. If the other movies had access to the waiting room, yes, though, that would make Lost Highway make a lot more no, sense. No, it's That's true. For sure. They are all. There I've been go. piecing it together. Also, Mulholland Drive yes. is similar to Silencio yeah, to is another avenue avenue into actually, the waiting room. I have a whole thing. So we're going to talk about similar. later. But <laughs> except for Dune. And, all right. Uh, so stay tuned for our Lynch movie. Yes. But so what special was, episode. What was great because we traumatized <laughs> Melissa and Tom for an hour, and then we took them back to Twin Peaks. Yeah, when that Twin Peaks theme song started, we, I was like, like oh, this is so much better. It was like the first cigarette in a week. And that was like the bad half of the movie. And what was interesting was like we also had just waded through the muck of Miss Twin Peaks and Heather Graham and all the bullshit. Well, actually, the first half was pretty bad. Sorry to right. No, you're right. But like, like that fingernail scene was in the first. That is well, yeah, off a firewalk. Yes. Like, uh, yeah, the, yeah, the actual thing, <laughs> you know, Pat the, was being the a... abused, uh, the abusive dinner no, scene, totally, you know, totally. Like... But for me, there's like nothing so creepier than like, but <laughs> like, you ever see, um, no, yeah. but yeah, like, have you ever it's seen, pretty um, creepy, and like, that's why I had to like look away in shame. What's that Kevin Bacon movie? Uh, where it's not like a horror movie. Oh, uh, uh, I don't know, but I do know in like the Syriana movie. Uh, uh, George Clooney, he's tortured by games. Okay, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. like, that really freaks me out. Okay. Yeah. On yeah, a visceral level. That's a torture method. Right. So, if you didn't know. <laughs> it is. Pat used to... <laughs> nope. No. He used to work nope. in the uh, CIA. We can't reveal Pat's oh, course test. <laughs> Come on, not on the podcast. If you anyway. make enemies of us, Pat will find you. Yes, he will hunt you down. He has a special so set of it was skills. an interesting thing because <laughs> Let's bring it back. All right, Let's it was it like it all of us kind of got that like relief feeling of being back in Twin Peaks and being back to a David Lynch directed episode, which we had not had for all season, right? Almost all season. Um, he was a he. He did a few at the beginning of okay. season two. And then uh, I think it was, and that was yeah. mostly that he did, he didn't like he did the, the first network. episode he so, did the first episode the second episode and then the seventh episode right which is when you find out that Leland is Bob right okay so David Lynch had kind of washed his hands of Twin Peaks a little bit he was still being Gordon Cole he was still on as creator but he will say, cast members will say, everyone's really open about the fact that what happened here, and even the most die-hard Twin Peaks fans won't watch those series of episodes that we plowed through, um, <laughs> because David Lynch had no involvement. It was, you know, they revealed the killer, which was, they took on a whole new plot, like, suddenly Bob went away and it's all about Windermere. So, yeah. this episode, Beyond Life and Death, to <laughs> me, felt like we're back. You know, Definitely. like it made me want to have a season three. It made me excited yeah. for like if there if I had been a fan at the time, which we were nine when this happened, um, <laughs> I would have been like psyched about a next season. And I think it really like was a gr- it hit the tone right. It mm-hmm. was David Lynch, and so that was that's what makes me so excited for season three. The idea of him having complete artistic control yeah. is very exciting. Yeah. So like I. Yeah, our listeners will know I'm not, I'm not, a, I haven't 100% been stoked on Twin Peaks all the way through, but like now I'm super excited. He's for the Albert. You're Albert. <laughs> you're Albert. Oh, I'm po- yeah, that is. You're I'm Albert. more Albert than Hawk. You're definitely. totally Albert. He's, he's Maybe you're Hawk. 
Pat's hot. Pat is hot. Pat's hot. That, that's what it is. Pat yeah. has like insight. Uh, and take, thank you. Yes. <laughs> Pat loves Twin Peaks and he's insightful about it and he loves it. And he has that otherworldly thing going on. I buy into everything. <laughs> but Tom, you are, you are Albert. You come in and that makes total sense since Melissa is Coop. You come in and you're like the the hayseeds and halfwits. Oh. And, and I'm like judging, like, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, it's fun. They're cute. Pay attention. And of course, at the center of this There's whole pie. thing is me and Melissa's homans as Coop and Harry. I've never heard that before. <laughs> I do. Like we I, have this love. I think the funny thing about Albert, like always calling the town members like dullards and dunces, he's half-wits. just talking about Harry. The whole every, <laughs> like he's, he's directing. It. He's always directing. But then he loves Harry, Harry oh. and we know that he loves Harry. Andy. Yeah. Harry and Andy are kind right. of the two. He's so pretty, I mean, he calls Andy, and, but not yeah. He, yeah, but he like makes fun of Andy a lot. Yeah, he knows Andy so won't even like catch it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like the perfect role for Tom. I Albert. don't like you, Agent Rosen. Flower. And actually, I think we settled that I was Albert, but then someone threw out I was Hawk, and I was just like, yeah. <laughs> Everyone wants to be Hawk. Yeah. So, okay. Tom mentioned wisely that even this episode, Beyond Life and Death, starts with some silly scenes. So we do, it's interesting, because you think we're just going to come in guns blazing with, like, let's go with it, Wyndham Merle and Annie, but we start out actually at the Sheriff's Department with Lucy and Andy reunited. It's Which is very, very cute. happy. Everyone loves... But afraid or No something. one doesn't yeah. love They're Lucy and Andy. now. They're yeah. a couple again. Yeah. Like an official couple. And, and I... Uh, like, you, you just instinctually root for these people <laughs> yes. in a way that you prob- no real people probably ever root for any real... Acquaintance right. or even good friend. <laughs> I know. Because um, in the back of your mind, you're like, I hope they feel. <laughs> By now, you guys could take the Twin Peaks challenge, which is naming all the couples. Oh, man. And what Pat and I discovered through doing yeah. this, spoilers, not really because you've watched it, but the only, the, there's one there's couple one. that is faithful to each other yeah, in Twin only Peaks. One faithful couple. Right. Think about it and see if you can name it, but we'll come yeah. back to it. It's not Auntie Lucy. Is it Doc she Hayward? Oh, yep, you got it. No. Oh, no, it's not. No, it's Cause, right. No, because his wife is right. Do you want me to... Should, should we, we say, say it? Do you want to know? We can't just think about it on the podcast. Okay, yeah. So That's, we'll see. Yeah, you're right. There's uh, one couple. <laughs> you guys, listen to us think about this question. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Stop every, uh, It's Major so we, Briggs and his oh, wife. Of course. Briggs. I never would have gotten Otherwise, it. there's um, no other couple that's faithful to wow. each other in all of Twin Peaks. Wow. That's pretty Major Briggs and Mama Briggs. <laughs> yeah, we don't know her name. I always forget her name. Uh, yeah, like Lynch is very obsessed with like fidelity and like marriage bonds and all that He's kind of into stuff. the monogamish marriage and that's okay. Yeah, Twin Peaks is very liberal. Yeah, very liberal with marriage. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so we start out with Andy and Lucy. <laughs> Twin Peaks, liberal on marriage. I mean, liberal I mean, on marriage. The mayor, Population 51,000. The mayor literally like lets Lana like have sex with Right, uh, she's like He's What's like his name? Dick, oh, Tremaine. Dick Tremaine. Yeah. He's like, oh, yeah. go sidle up to her, him yeah. in the sweater. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's probably no, like, I hope she uses some energy up so she doesn't kill me later. Uh, <laughs> right. <Good point. laughs> so we start out with Andy and Lucy. Then we get right back to Coop and Harry trying to figure out the map. And Pete busts in Grand Theft Auto. Grand Theft Auto. Uh, Pete is so like impressionable. Uh, a bullabelle? <laughs> I don't even know how you say that, but someone you'd want to do an impression of. 
Oh, we should we yes. should also point out when he walks in, Donna passes by. I mean, Audrey passes by him, and he gives her a nice long checkout and is like. They're best friends now. He's like, he's approving of what he sees. He checks out her ass. I love that Audrey and Peter are now best friends. They've gone fishing. They caught 12 (laughs) rainbow trout together. I like to imagine. Josie, I guess. Was that the last episode? Sorry. Yeah, but no, still. Mm. Audrey and Pete are besties. I would love to see a spinoff series that's just them with an apartment in Seattle hanging (laughs) out. Like, I'm just saying. Um, Perfect strangers. Oh, Seattle. Chris Cornell. Now I'm sad. Oh, yeah. Um, Pete thinks that the log lady stole his truck. Yeah. It wasn't the log lady. Because it was Wyndham Earl was dressed up. Right. Which is a great... Pat was the log lady for Halloween one yes. year, and he looked great, yes. by the way. He did. Seriously. The I window. tried to buy a sweater for $80. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that was you! Yeah, that, that was, was dumb. Not because, I, not because I knew what the log lady was at that wow, point. Wow, that was like it a is, premonition. It was just... Yeah, but now he's just it. showing it, it off. Looked like a, I thought he was Kurt Cobain as, it, as his costume. And it, fans, it, here's... It would, be, it would have been a perfect Kurt Cobain costume. Listeners, here's the scary thing. Pat and I paused at one point when the log lady was in the double r she has this same sweater just the colors are different yes. yeah and yeah, pat just weird. like got this at a thrift store pat and i are destined to do <laughs> twin peaks like this whole thing is destiny and the That's fact that be. salish lodge just sent me an email for no reason it's that like they're listening <laughs> and pat was just like sponsor us salish lodge right yes. we were saying like, like that salish lodge. yeah, yeah. Still Let saying, please sponsor us. We would love it. Man, they're beautiful. They're so Salish Lodge is. We stayed there. They could sponsor. They're our, amazing. They're the you know. exterior of the Great Northern because the waterfall is there. So like the waterfall that you see mm. in the opening credits yeah. and like the Great Northern exterior is all Salish the Lodge. Lot a little bit. All <laughs> of the many many of the you know like Ronette's Bridge and the Double R Diner are all in Snoqualmie Washington around the Salish Lodge so Pat and I when we took our pilgrimage went there and they're going to sponsor us for the next season um (laughs) we hope right yeah that has no paperwork on that yet Double vacations coming up. <laughs> the four of us. Very romantic. <laughs> we almost had to call someone up to teach us how to use the shower, though, because it was very confusing. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, it was tough, though. Yeah. So. It was, <laughs> was it like an individual heater? Why was it so hard? Well, no, it was, it was like a combined. Members and... It was a combined of, uh, like, a hot tub uh, and a shower. Yeah. It's, so just, it was, it's a beautiful room. Yeah. Just the shower is complicated. Picture. Here's a fun fact. In Asia, the bathroom just has a glass wall. Yeah. <laughs> My so dad. Like you could pee and like look at someone laying in the bed. Like they don't like that. Yeah. There's like a curtain that goes down, but it's there because, were windows that well, yeah. through the yeah, that's um, true. hot tub. It was all to the bedroom, so very kind of similar, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it's, <laughs> it's different when the window's like, looking right at the toilet. Which and it's is different how where it's the just like a wall. Yeah, not good. Not good. My dad has some pictures from Mongolia at this high-end hotel, like, there, where (laughs) that was the case. And they said it was for Chinese businessmen and their secretaries. Oh, God. That's right. And then when we were in India, we had one. That was what the the Mongolian hotel management said. I'm not saying that's true. That's just the opinion of someone else. I'm (laughs) repeating. Because they're uh, (laughs) they're nomads, so they don't. can't go back now. (laughs) You've said it. Yeah. And so when we were in India, there was one hotel we stayed at that had that. And our friend oh, yeah, Albert was like, I kind of like it. And then Tom told this story. He's like, I guess that's the Chinaman in me. <laughs> because he's half Chinese, half Filipino. 
Tom's very exotic. No, not she's talking about Albert. Oh. <laughs> Our friend Albert. I yeah, was going Tom with is it. not no, not at all. I am white. <laughs> but with I was gonna, when we went to <laughs> Germany, they're say? like yep. <laughs> I was just gonna go with it. I was like, all right. Can you imagine if you just found out right. I was half Chinese, half Filipino? I'm like, yeah, yeah, I totally see it. <laughs> it was, yeah, with my full beard. When we went into Germany, they're like, hey, Meyer, you're home. Yeah, yeah, when we left Germany, the, the customs agent yes. was like, oh, Mr. Maya, I see you have heritage from Germany. And I was like, yes, I do. <laughs> me too. Kleine, my yeah. maiden name before this guy turned me into. Goishika Kelly. Was there a um, at the end of your name originally? No, no. it was... Uh, that's just how you pronounce it? That's, yeah, Klein. like, Kleine Knackmusik. Okay. Um, so then we get into Wyndham Earl and Annie at Glastonbury Grove, which Pat and I have been to Glastonbury Grove yes. on our pilgrimage. The 12 Sycamores the in 12 Glastonbury sycamores. Grove is the location. The Sycamores of, are not oh, there, oops. but the little hill that they slope up to and the generally beautiful scenery around it is there. Um, and is that a pool of oil in the middle of it, too? Yes. Is that, yeah. yeah. Because yes. the log lady also comes into the police station with this the jar. The engine oil. Oil is very identifiable on camera. Like, in the first shot of it, like, before I even made the scor- they, they show the scorched oil, yeah. I was like, that is a pool of oil. <laughs> and <laughs> they it's, like, really dark. Um, that love and fear are the two keys keys to the black lodge or the white lodge yeah um so we see earl and annie and you know i have to say guys i felt really guilty after our last episode about how rough we were on heather graham not because she didn't deserve it but one thing that she didn't deserve is like any insinuation of like casting couch stuff because not because i felt bad for heather graham but like that insinuates bad things about david lynch and i don't like that um so i think i mean you Dude likes to use the camera to ogle the ladies. I'm not he saying... He does. He I, likes I won't say that woman. means anything likes, else. But. but he also likes the really grotesquely ugly just as much. That is true. I mean, he that does, like, true. just as much focus on weird and ugly. He's a great... He's a visual, like, he's master. He's very visual. Like, yeah. He knows how to make you keep watching whatever the F is on the yeah. screen. Yeah. Like. It's a weird thing. I was on the Metra listening to the Fire Walk With Me soundtrack on Friday <laughs> and thinking about if David Lynch was on this Metra car, what two people in the car would he pick to focus on? And I always feel like he would pick, like, the prettiest person and the weirdest looking person like oh, totally. he, it, he like picks mm-hmm. so or the oldest he does like yeah. he <laughs> likes beautiful women certainly and he's very open about that but i also think he likes the weird and macabre and odd clearly radiator girl with her right. crazy giant cheeks oh, totally yeah so My favorite scene I, and i don't think and I, I don't think that there was anything nefarious going on with heather graham i think no. she has kind of a living doll kind of look and so what, what was the payoff I was expecting that didn't come was I'm like, okay, she can't talk. She's not a good speaking actress, but maybe <laughs> she'll be a really good, like, fear, silent, living doll actress. And, and she still biffed nope. it. She still not biffed it. She, like, when she, when Windermere takes her into the sycamore groves and she kind of, like, is entranced because once you get into the sycamore groves, yeah. you're kind of entranced. She, like, crossed her eyes and still messed it up. Even before that, I thought, like, she was actually... She was trying to play afraid, but I thought she was brave because... Right, Right. she didn't play afraid. Bold in what she was saying, and then she just prayed, like, all right. That's, like, her one emotion, like, I can't even... Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) She's not a good actress. Sorry, Heather Graham. No, she's not. It's it's hard. I don't want to be, like, that 
bitchy girl who's like, you know, no, but, but it's just, there's, there's nothing to like factual... about this. I will still go to all your movies, Heather Graham. You're... Mm, no, you won't. I mean, most of, she's in like some good com- she's in mostly good comedies and now, but like, would you right. see like Drop Dead Gorgeous? I, just, I have. I have not. I do love Drop Dead Gorgeous, <laughs> but she's not the reason I love it. Right? Yeah, it's like Rose McGowan. And, I don't care. Yeah, but like, so it is just such a miss to me, and just thinking about Audrey being this role, which is clearly what it would have been. Should have mm-hmm. been. It had not. Lara Flynn Boyle had this weird thing, which I can't believe that David Lynch let himself be led by this woman's insecurities to not let Audrey be this role, which it should have been. I mean, like, Audrey was set up as, she was the breakout star of season one. I mean, she was nominated for an Emmy. She was the one people were talking about. And the love interest for Coop. And then they just go in a totally different direction with Heather right. Graham, and it just takes the wind out of it. Even so, it's the and finale's it takes, excellent. And Madonna's, but... Laura Flynn Boyle's never even around in this season. Like, I know. So, no, really, yeah. And it's, it's her stupid parenting. It's hard because you're, as the viewer, you're invested in, in the season one characters. In so anyone what, else than besides Heather Graham. Right. So it's like, if it was someone within the town that had been there, right. Like, even if it was Donna, it would have been a Donna better would have been great. Yeah. Shelly would have yeah. been great. I think right. think Shelly would have been a great choice, yeah. too. And like Shelly even looks like uh, Carolyn a little bit more. Because I thought maybe the reason, like... Because Carolyn and Annie and um, Laura kind of all have a look. So I could see right. that that's sort of the... Maybe that's the, the theme. Yeah. But it's not even I that. I also feel like they pushed the Carolyn thing way... It didn't stick they put well. that in there to give heather graham more credibility i yeah. think i know the carolyn thing was going to be a part of his backstory and i believe right. that that was a part of his backstory but they pushed it to give heather graham more credibility as like why would coop like her oh mm. she looks like carolyn so what do you what do you think about the carolyn and uh Heather Graham switching back and forth. I think that's the, effective. If you're going to... Because it's an effective way to make us be like, why is Heather Graham here? Yeah. yeah. Like, to switch back and forth yeah, She's between. some sort of, like, spiritual doppelganger right. to Carolyn. Yeah. Which yeah. doppelganger is really big in the Red Room. And on this viewing, oh, yeah. I was like... I wasn't even thinking about that. Doppelgangers are what it's Go all over. about. Yes. But before we get into that, I want to get... Let's get through all the silly stuff, and then we'll oh, get into, okay. like, White Lodge, Black Lodge. Um... We have Nadine, Mike, Doc, Ed, and Norma. Oh, poor Mike. And <sighs> Jacoby, too, right? Is Jacoby Yeah, and Jacoby. Yes, yeah. he's there, yeah. Jacoby. He's uh, counseling um, them. His, oh, yeah. Uh, Will you bring the rosé, Tom? Yeah. <laughs> Can you bring the um, It's in the fridge. <laughs> in, so Nadine and Ed, it's after Miss Twin Peaks. Doc Hayward. Oh, yeah. And, Doc Hayward gets around in this episode. Yes, he does. Also, just reiterate from the last episode how upset I am about the Miss Twin Peaks thing. Mm. Because they built it up for like four episodes, and then it was just like a fizzle. It was such a fizzle. Can I ask for rosé? Oh, yeah. Well, we're going to also need some kind of opener for it. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Shouldn't have gone into the kitchen, Tom. Yeah, it was a fizzle. It was a total fizzle. We're doing stuff over here, guys. Total fizzle. I'm also a trained bartender. (laughs) Among his many skills. Yeah, and I just think... And I know... Because 
if David Lynch had invested in Heather Graham, she would be in the new season, and she's not. So Didn't we, she's not in the new season. No. Oh, okay. No, nor is Laura Flynn Boyle. Well, I feel like Laura Flynn Boyle is just kind of a, right. Kind of a bitch. Let so, go. so I mean, there's just the Miss Twin Peaks thing was a vehicle to get to the queen. But what's weird about that is that like that negates everything else when yeah. the Earl did with the chess game. And ultimately, this episode kind of negates Wyndham Earl as the villain. Yeah. Because Bob ultimately tells Wyndham Earl that, like, you can't ask for Cooper's soul and kills Wyndham Earl. Yeah. Right. And it's a big... have it. I mean, in my (laughs) whole thing about, like, and really what it comes down to for me is that, like, Bob is a more effective villain than Wyndham Earl. And, and do you think David Lynch saw that and was just like, fuck you, Wyndham Earl? Yeah. Bye. Because I think they had to probably, if I had to guess, and this is just a guess, I don't have any information to back this up, I think they had to probably cajole and convince David Lynch to come back for this final episode. And probably one of the things that he did to make this episode work and bring it all together in a bow is you saw him bringing elements from season one back in this episode. Yeah. Suddenly we get Sarah Palmer back. She yes. comes in the double R and mm-hmm. has, like, a premonition. Oh, that's great because they're all, like, something weird's happening and that's right. when they go to... We get oh, yeah, and then Leland they also, back. Uh, Leland's in the waiting room. But they also, yeah. in the double R diner, do the first scene from the double right. R diner. They repeat uh, the first scene. One. So I think David Lynch is, like, bringing back season one. I think in David Lynch's ideal world, he would almost want it to be, like... Season one, and then maybe episodes two through nine, and then the finale, and like cut right. out all the rest of the fat. And most fans, when they talk about Twin Peaks and you talk about their favorite moments and their favorite episodes, they will never mention anything between two nine and two twenty two. Bring the sparkly wine. It's, it's like those episodes yeah. never so happen. Trader Joe's bag. We love you, Trader Joe's. <laughs> the almond. Yeah. Thanks. So I, I just think. Yeah, I... Th- There's a lot of stuff going up over here on this end of the podcast. There's a table. lot, yeah. <laughs> so. so I think that's part of the reason that David Lynch, when he came in, was like, let's definitively prove that, like, Bob has more power than Wyndham Earl. Yeah, Wyndham right. Earl was very cartoonish. He reminded me of, like, a villain from, like... Absolutely. Like, like he's Dudley like Snidely Whiplash. Snidely Whiplash, yes. yeah. He's literally, like... Bugs Bunny. <laughs> which is the same, same thing. Concept. He explains his every move... Bob is just scary, period. Bob doesn't have to do anything. I mean, when we watched Fire Walk With Me and Bob pops out from the wardrobe, I screamed and I've seen it before. I knew that was going to happen. Like, Bob is scary. And that idea is scary. But Wyndham Earl is not scary. And it doesn't doesn't work as well. So to get through the silliness, we got Nadine, Mike, Doc, Ed, Norma. Ooh. Ooh. Opa. We find out that... um, Nadine, much as, of course, Melissa, who's like, you're like, absolutely like... I know my tropes. A genius when it comes to tropes, yes. You figured out that um, Nadine was going to forget everything that happened in her teen years um, once she got hit. Yes, I did. Okay. <laughs> um, once she got hit by the sandbag again. So suddenly Nadine doesn't remember Mike. Which I love. I like Mike and Nadine a lot. Like, in the new season, I would be cool if, like, Mike and Nadine were a couple. But I don't think they are. Um, 
and Ed's asking her how old you are, and she says 35, so the jig is up. She remembers her past. It's really sad because Mike's de- literally declaring her his love. Yeah, he's like, I had some doubts about us, but now when I saw you get hit by that, I knew what you meant to me. To me, it almost looked like Nadine remembered, like, because she's already been hit on the head at the kidnapping scene. That's when she got hit on the head again by the sandbag. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. Now, we haven't seen her again until this scene, am I right? Right. Right. So, yeah. it looked to me almost like she was, like, she realized what had happened. She remembered what had happened and, like, was still, like, hey, I'm with this, like, hot high school dude now. Like, right. this is okay. But then as soon, it wasn't until she saw Ed said he was going to marry Nadine. I mean, Norma. Uh, Norma. Norma. She saw Norma. Then, was then like, she what's was, she doing then here? Then she was all, like... What? Where are my drape runners? Yeah. You, you'd yeah. think she would have like there would have been this whole like wait I'm 35 before she got to Doc Hayward's right. house. She did uh, have moments of jealousy when Ed would talk about right. Norma. Like she broke Mike's hand a few. But I just think ago, her and Mike so, make yeah. so much sense. Like I, I think they're like such a compatible couple. I don't know. I'm, they're not gonna. I don't think they'll be together in the new season. But right. I like that. Then the next scene we see is at the Hayward house. It's Donna Closing and up this story. Ben Horn <laughs> and Eileen Hayward dealing with the whole Donna knows mm. now that Benjamin Horn is her dad, her ben biological wants dad. To do all Which this has good. so few stakes. Like, <laughs> right. Who cares? You're like 18, you're going to college, yeah. like, if or whatever. anything, try to manipulate some money out of this guy. Right. Yeah. And it's just, right. it's, Donna's reaction is so insane. It makes me hate Donna. And then um, the doc arrives. The doc arrives. <laughs> After leaving. Donna the, starts the screaming, you're my daddy, season. you're my daddy, which I'm the biggest daddy's girl in the world. No one is more into their dad than me. And I never call my dad daddy. It's just like disgusting. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it just as a weird scene. And then Doc ends up kind of assaulting Ben and hitting him on the head. And we actually don't know. They leave it kind of open whether ben, Ben's dead or not. Because he's dead. Um, he's in the, the he's new in season, the new season, you know. so presumably not. Oh, okay. But I feel like yeah. David presumably. Lynch also could have made because there's 214 actors who are allegedly in the new season, mm-hmm. and could I think some, David Lynch is a little bit fucking with us on some yeah. of these. Case in point, you know, one big thing I remember from my viewing was that I thought Audrey gets killed in this episode. Um, so Audrey goes. To which we would Melissa very wisely pointed out probably then Ben wasn't killed because the scene where Ben gets bludgeoned is at night and then the next day Audrey's going to yep. the bank so presumably Ben is alive yeah. because if yeah. your dad got was <laughs> killed right. and you were the heir to this hotel mini fortune, fortune 500 right. Twin Peaks style right. Which Empire. we've established she is. She's like, and I am old enough. Mm-hmm. So Audrey is the heir apparent, and she goes to the bank um, to Twin Peaks Saving and Loan to protest their tie to Ghostwood, where there's another old man character who's kind of similar to, like, the old man waiter, oh, yeah. which Lynch, Lynch loves. Del. And she very, like, TV-ishly chains herself handcuffs herself yeah. to uh, the, the, the safe. Vault. The, the vault. Safe, the vault, yeah. yeah. But I, and I, I noticed that she was doing it. I was like, oh, so... But the door People can still can open. People still open, yeah. yeah. And then sure enough... Sure enough. Andrew uh, and Pete. Yeah. Andrew and Pete show up and they're like, we gotta do some business. And it's great because that's where Pete, like, 
is like, oh, Audrey, my bestie. Oh, yeah. And that's Why like, and Andrew's just like, uh, excuse me, this is like, this right. is fine, but no uh, problem. Yeah. And then they're also just like, oh yeah, he's not dead anymore. He's alive. Right. Yeah. Good point. And so the so Andrew and Pete show up to they have the key to the to the vault and they open it and it blows up and the shot that they show is the windows exploding. So yeah. one could assume that Audrey was killed as well as Pete and Andrew. And what I had heard or read, and I, again, no justification, but I remember hearing that there was talk of, like, a spinoff series with Audrey, and Sherilyn Fenn didn't want that, and but she also didn't want them to recast someone else as Audrey, because as we know from Firewalk With Me, with Moira Kelly, they'll recast. Yes. Um... So David Lynch has kind of like a show of good faith to Sherilyn Fenn was like, well, we'll kill you off so that we can't recast you. But now, sure enough, I mean, Sherilyn Fenn is not only in the next season, she's in all the promo shots. She's in the, like, Well, I'm thinking she could have survived if the blast door maybe shielded her. Or the actor plays Pete is dead. So Pete's not in the new season. Like the big wall door couldn't get between her and the... Safety deposit box because oh, of how it was yeah. oriented. Okay, but, okay. But I mean, yeah, there. there but could maybe. Be... I remember being very pissed about that scene when I watched it. I was like, "Are you kidding me? They're killing Audrey! Like, what the fuck?" But Dell's glasses. <laughs> like go get flying, thrown, yeah. go flying. But he was closer to the. Yeah, I mean, they could easily TV it, logic it to be like any of them or none of them died. Or they could have it where Audrey has some sort of horrific injury where in the next season Mm. she's like half burn face or she's like half. I think think those three men who were blown up are really dead in real life. Right, well, yeah, they all are. So, well, that banker probably did not live. Probably. (laughs) I would love if in season three Audrey was either like the mayor or someone of importance in terms of like. I really hope she's just like the new horn yeah she should be the new benjamin horn i mean she was setting up to be that person she was becoming like the business savvy person she didn't go to high school anymore right (laughs) and it would be school of hard knocks y'all to have cooper evil cooper which we'll get into um being like coming back and being like into audrey and she sets it up with this like promise of like someday i'll be older and before you know it you know Yep. 25 years from now, you'll be after me. So, okay, so I think we covered... Did we cover all the silly plots? Yeah, Can we let, get into, yeah, get no, into it? Okay. Get into um, one more silliness thing is the love triangle between Coop, Harry, and Andy that I think oh, happens yeah. in Glastonbury Grove. Um, one of oh, the yeah. sweetest things about this episode is that um, Coop and Harry go to find Annie, and Coop tells Harry, I have to go on, go on this journey on my own. And he enters the circle of sycamores. Yes, which is such the, a cool shot with the curtain. Yeah, the curtains the dissolve curtain. into the scene. So they weren't there before, but then he, he's able to push them open and then walk through and disappear. Yeah. And then Harry, Harry just like a faithful dog, <laughs> waits on that log for literally at least, at 24, least 24 hours. hours. Yeah. Probably more, right? And at one point, Andy comes, yeah. and that was when you had a great comment. <laughs> yeah, I was like, uh, Harry is Andy's coop. Yes. <laughs> because Harry, like the way Harry loves uh, Coop and is there waiting for him, Andy just starts, sits there and is like, do you need it? Well, you do it. I can't even do it. I love it. He's like, do you want breakfast? Do you want a plate special? Do you want dessert? 
Do you want cherry pie? Like, it's just the best bromance. Oh, my yeah. God. It's the best. It's like, yeah. I was telling Tom and Melissa that sometimes I'll go to Pat and be like, do you want cherry pie? Like, just being Andy. I love that. I love that scene. with. I love bromances, and I think that's the greatest. That they just wait on this log for Cooper for, like, 24 hours. And Andy comes and just brings Harry breakfast. Yeah, I would watch Andy and anything. That's why I Andy's never... the sweetest. I don't know why you don't like Andy. <laughs> yeah, I... like Andy's the best in the world. I wish I was an Andy. Yeah, everyone wishes they were an Andy. I'm a cat. I'm too much of a dick. So apparently, yeah. Yeah, you are. I know, it sucks. I, I don't want to be. Can't I be an Audrey? Come on. Um, so we got to, oh, and the only other thing was like, uh, besides the good stuff is Bobby and Shelly at the double R. Bobby and oh, yeah. Shelly are back together. They, yeah, we talked about it. Oh, that yeah, we did. Okay. So let's get into let's get into it with the lodge theory. Um, Tom, yeah. you're going to open it up because you have a great theory that I agree with completely. Oh, okay. So, yeah. The, so we know that the gate to the White Lodge and the Black Lodge are the same place, right? Is right, that, and it's fear and love. And they say fear the and love. And yeah, and every time they say, they say fear and love are the keys, or is, uh, so like they never say like one is the key to this one, one is the key right. to the other. Right, no, they don't. And then so yeah, my theory basically is the black and white chevrons on the floor of the red room or whatever we're gonna call it for the rest of this episode. Uh, they're black and white, so that's like it's like it's both the black lodge and the white lodge, and maybe like just the kind of person you are taints how you, like, affects how you see it. Yep. And, like, it could be either for anybody. Although, you you had to think about the waiting room, like, it being yeah. a waiting room to either of them. Yeah. And that would make just as much sense. Yeah. The little so, man does say this is the waiting room. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So However, the, he might have left the waiting room at, at and there's like, when, once he right. runs around. Yeah, exactly. So, so I have two know. theories that I want to unroll for but, the And group. could the White Lodge and Black Lodge also be the waiting room for something else beyond? I agree. Sorry. No, I totally yeah. agree. So I think I think the scene that we first see with um, Cooper coming into the, let's just call it like the red room to just be yeah, yeah. like to make it easy. Um, he sees the dwarf, or as he's called in other things, a man from another place. Is there a singer too? Yes. yes. So it's uh, what's his name? The singer who Jimmy Scott. Scott. James. And that Scott. song is awesome. Under I'll the sycamore. In the I'll trees. see you in the trees. Mm. Wait, what? Under the sycamore trees. Remember, there's that, that song. Like, and singer? I'll see you. Oh, the lady singer? See no, it's the dude singer. He's a man. Jimmy Scott. Jimmy Scott. The black guy. guy. We had a long conversation. Oh, that guy, that guy. Okay, yeah, sorry. <laughs> I'll see you in the branches that blow. Yeah, yeah he's good. So good. Yeah. That song is beautiful. He's deceased, so he won't be in the new season, but love that song. It's beautiful. It actually, interestingly, is on the Fire Walk With Me soundtrack. I've been trying oh. to find it, but I have it. Um, <laughs> listeners, I have a, a Spotify playlist called Black Yukon Sucker Punch that has <laughs> many of these songs and includes that song. Um, so Coop ends up in this room with the chevron pattern that I think is a waiting room. I think it's a room between the White Lodge and Black Lodge to Tom's point the white and black are like the white and black of the White Lodge and the Black Lodge and that the dwarf or man from another place, he isn't evil or good. He's kind of in the middle because he's 
Mike's arm. Or are there two dwarves? I feel like the, there's there is doppelgangers. There's yeah, yeah. doppelgangers. Right. Yeah. Well, and then, so I watched one of the the s- trailers for the new season, and it goes back to Hawk saying, you will find your shadow self. Right. So I feel mm. like there's like, and that was like, oh, well, that makes a lot of sense now that I've seen the finale, yep. where it's like, you have yourself, and then you have a shadow self, which is either good or evil, Agreed. or whatever you are. So and, I feel like yeah. both of I'd them... I'd love to see nice Bob, <laughs> the shadow there's of our no Bob. There's no nice Bob anymore. <laughs> but what's interesting yeah. is, so in that first scene with the man from another place, Sash Fort, he says, I'm waiting for you. When you see me again, I won't be me. Right. And it is true that the next time that Cooper sees the dwarf, he's doppelganger dwarf. So the doppelgangers, they they show because they have, like, kind of the cataract's eyes. Yeah, they're wearing um, white, opaque contacts. Yeah. Which there's a doppelganger Coop. There's a doppelganger Leland. There's a doppelganger Maddie and a doppelganger Laura. And Caroline, too. And Caroline. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of doppelgangers. I also think... Hawk, so that one speech of Hawk's is very important, yeah. and I remember when we did this podcast episode that it was it was sucked into a very, like, silly episode, so I was yeah, like, was I after, can't believe that something this important the... was, like, yeah. sandwiched in between so much garbage, because Hawk says, like, everything you need to know about the Black Lodge, White Lodge waiting room. Yeah. So Hawk says something about like you'll meet your shadow self, and if you face him without imperfect courage, your mm. soul will be destroyed. What's interesting is they have a shot of Kyle McLaughlin while there's the song "Sycamore Trees" going on. It's the first time I think you see Kyle McLaughlin looking really scared. Hmm. Like his hmm. eyes are just big and scared, and I think he did face him with imperfect courage. I mean, he must have. And I think you would have gotten out. Right. And yeah. I think that there's the doppelganger coup, plus we know the very end of the episode, which we'll get into. My theory is that this whole thing is in the waiting room. It's not in the White Lodge or Black Lodge. And that Coop has been there the whole time. Yeah. So whoever we're right. seeing in season three. Because Annie says it in the movie. Annie says the good Coop is the in the Black Coop. Lodge. So in season three, and even in Fire Walk With Me at the end when Laura is with Coop, seeing like the angel or whatever, like I think that's the real Coop right. and doppelganger Coops who goes into the real world. So I think well, that I think this Bob season... U- Bob uses the doppelganger to um, uh, possess people. Right. So the so question is, is Bob, is Bob he, possessing he... Cooper or is he possessing... Cooper's doppelganger, oh, and then in season okay. three, yeah. is it Cooper or is it Evil oh. Cooper? You know, so I think I think there's a strong possibility that the good Cooper, quote unquote, is just in this waiting room and can't get out because right. they do show all these shots of of Kyle McLaughlin trying to get out of this room, and he keeps getting into more hallways. What's interesting too is the two statues. They have the Venus de Milo with like. Her arm's cut off and she's exposed. And then they have the statue that's like hiding herself, oh, hiding like her breasts. And so there's like the the exposed one and the hiding herself. Um, so I think the two rooms. Yeah. Just, back just to get back to the imperfect courage thing, like uh, maybe we should unpeel that a little more because uh, when he faces Wyndham Earl in the in the waiting room, and Wyndham that's a good point. Earl's like, I will uh, let her go. Yeah. I will let her go if you give me your soul. And Harry's just like, I mean, Coop's just like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. He says, I will. 
I will. Yeah. Uh, and, That's a great uh, moment. So, like, in the moment, he seemed to have total courage. But maybe he does. He, maybe he was just hiding it, and that's I think there's a moment traps. of hesitation, and that's what gets in. I think Cooper does. Cooper has At that been. moment, he did, but maybe then when uh, Bob and came Bob and comes killed Wyndham, he lost that courage. So, oh, yeah. so then what is interesting to me is, so, so just, Tom's talking about a moment where um, Cooper says he'll give Wyndham Earl his soul for Annie to live, mm-hmm. and then Bob comes in and says, you can't ask for his soul, I'll take yours, and then Bob kills Wyndham Earl. I think that Bob wants Cooper. So, like, all of Fire Walk With Me is about, like, Bob wants Laura. That would make sense. I really go back all the time to this line yeah. of, like, there's the gifted and the damned. And I think Laura and Cooper... And what's interesting is you have so few scenes that have Laura and Cooper. But every time they do, I love those scenes. Because I think Cheryl Lee is a fantastic actress. And Colin McLaughlin's a fantastic actor. And they both have this quality of, like, knowing more than the other people around them. They have, like, a heightened understanding and intuition than the people that they're meeting day to day. And I think Bob thrives on those people who have that joie de vie, who have that, like, love of life that Cooper and Laura have. And he wants Cooper the way he wanted Laura. And so when when Wyndham Earl asked for it... There's a weird twist to that, though, when Wyndham Earl keeps alluding to he was so close to getting Cooper into the Black Lodge before, right. and then he possesses someone, Sarah? No, he possesses someone and says to Major Briggs, I have Dale Cooper in the Black Lodge. Right. I forget who. Well, I think, too, a big thing. So, so it's weird that, like, it's not just... It would be interesting if Bob was Wyndham Earl in some aspect, but it's not. I don't think it is, no. So it's just like Wyndham Earl also wants to just be like, I I want Cooper's soul? (laughs) Wyndham Earl wants to be a Dugpa like Bob. Right. So Bob, I think, is a Dugpa, which is like a spirit. That would make it a little Yeah. Yeah. Wyndham Earl wants to take the power of the Black Lodge and corrupt it. It's interesting. I think Bob has sort of the Hannibal Lecter thing, which is like the sense of fair play. Like Hannibal would never harm Clarice because it would would be rude. You know, mm-hmm. like right. Bob has a sense of fair play. He has a sense of like balance. Who, right. Exactly. I, it sounds like he has to be like a vampire invited in. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So Wyndham Earl has yeah. broken the rules. Wyndham Earl has gotten to the Black Lodge as an intruder. I don't think Wyndham Earl was invited into the Black Lodge. I don't think yeah. Wyndham Earl was welcomed into the Black Lodge. He was just seeking it and then found and, it. Yeah, it's exactly. like a classic Faustian story, Wyndham Agreed. Earl. Agreed. Like, yeah, um, completely. And that's why Wyndham Earl, to me, isn't as compelling as a, of a villain. Because Bob has... Rules. Exactly, Bob he has, has structure. rules. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like, all the really kind of evil players in film and stuff and TV it's they have some kind of structure on that's why, why I mean I love I love Silence of the Lamb stories and all of them I love Hannibal you know Red you- Dragon I love the new series Hannibal cuz I think Hannibal is a great villain of like he has a sense he has a moral compass 
You know? And I always go to The Fall, which I've watched, because, like, that gives you the perspective yep. of the killer. But, exactly. But, like, you sympathize weirdly right. with the killer. Because you kind of get the perspective and why they kind of do what they do. And, like, it's exactly. just better And we than... don't get that with Wyndham Earl. No. It's chaos for Wyndham Earl. And Bob doesn't appreciate that. Bob, even with Laura, Bob is drawn to her, like... She has this zest for life. She has this, like, worldliness. She has this kind of understanding that we see when we'll... And when we talk about Fire Walk With Me, we'll unpack this. But, like, she sees the world differently than no. her counterpart friends do. I always kind of thought that was because she's been affected by Bob so long and sort of, like, been tortured yes. so, like... Since she was 12. Yeah, she's like, I have to live for today because... Because... It my could, soul can yeah. be damned tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> like. Exactly. And, and so he's... And Cooper has the same thing. I mean, Cooper ha- Cooper and Sarah Palmer both have this thing where they'll have weird dreams. They'll have these intuitions. You know, we see in Fire Walk With Me even more of, like, Cooper being like, I know who the next victim will be. She'll be in high school. She'll be this. And we even see Sarah being a little more intuitive. About right. She's going on around yeah. here. So I kind of have a feeling about it but Bob is gonna... drawn to those people who like listen to their intuitions and draw on that and so I think there's this whole thing with the waiting room I think you could make case for the fact that none of this actually happens in the Black Lodge or the White Lodge and that it's actually just this waiting room hence to Tom's point the chevron pattern that's yeah, the white that's, and black that's yeah. totally possibility and then when he's drinking the coffee it's liquid and then yes. not great so point it's melissa realist it's like two opposite and oh, it's also so like time moves differently so the, so what melissa's talking about Cooper's offered coffee by a man from another place slash the dwarf. Um, and the coffee at first pours normally and then pours like sludge, yeah. which says that like time moves differently here. And there Actually, is a muffin. Be, be, between the, <laughs> for, it, it pours, uh, first, the first thing is it's rock solid. Like it turns yeah, out it's, it's just like totally, a muffin. Yeah, then it's sludge and then it's right. normal. So I think time moves differently. Um, I would not be surprised if Cooper has been in this place. For 25 years. Well, and it clearly moves backwards, too, because, yeah. like, Annie appears to Laura Palmer before she dies. Right. And, and says, Coop's been in the Black Lodge. Yeah. So time is, like, meaningless now. Which is yeah. why I think I'm so excited about season three, because I'm like, they have this whole card that they can play of, like, mm-hmm. what's been going on with Cooper? You know, like, where has he been this, this time? Who has been in his stead doing things? I don't think it's been Cooper. I think it's been like either wow, Doppelganger wow. or Bob. Wow. I want to bring up a possible continuity error I saw between Firewalk with Me and the finale. Okay, go for it. The Chevron the Chevrons on the floor in Firewalk with Me looked a little thicker to me <laughs> than diameter like they couldn't paint them exactly the right size. Oh. So Well, all. you know what? None <laughs> of that could I, I you know, <laughs> normally they trying to get a weird perspective too. So it was No, like, I mean, I I I just I, I noticed that sort of thing. And, no, uh, and yeah. I think you're probably and right. Probably right. Also, probably keep right. in mind, yeah. I would guess. We, were, we watched half of Fire Walk with right. you, and then we switched to the finale, and then we went back to Fire Which Walk. actually... This is a weird and strange place. Weirdly, the chevrons could be changing. Which actually, I did not mean this, and I'm not <laughs> trying to say like... Not, that's not my theory. <laughs> I do oh, think okay. actually, weirdly, the way we watched it kind of works. Because like it all then it's more linear like it kind of all oh yeah it together. totally worked like and that's um, why i'm like sort of confusing what happened yeah this, so i mean it, you can't you can't divorce the two 
And I mean, the whole idea of the Doug Puzz and the Doppelgangers is a big thing. And I think the big question that most fans are coming into season three with is, who is Cooper right now? Because, of course, so we haven't talked about the very end of, of the episode. Which we applaud Kelly and Pat for not Oh my God, that was a hard spoiler all. to keep. And it's right? Funny, like, though. that's a big one. Oh, uh, yeah. That was a big one. Is that... And I love that so, scene. I think they did... And it's... Yeah, after, after Bob kills Wyndham Merle, then Cooper's doppelganger chases him through the... And it is perfect the way they do it because the, the lights are kind of flashing and Cooper's doppelganger is chasing him. And it you could say that he caught him. You could say like he, he didn't. may have tackled You him don't really yeah, know. Yeah. And then the next thing you know, everything's great. Yeah. And we're at the Great Northern and everything's fine. And Cooper's in his little blue pajamas. And Harry probably put him in them. And it was probably pretty sexy. <laughs> and I thought about it. Um, and then Doc Hayward's there. Because Doc hasn't just killed someone. That's another reason like <laughs> Doc wouldn't be just like hanging out with them if he had just killed Ben. Know. Bobby killed a guy. And we all just forgot about Bobby him. killed someone. <laughs> Bobby killed Mike. Not Mike. Who's Laura. Melissa? That's Laura being high. No, yeah, not her Mike. It Mike. was Mike, though. She was saying, you killed Mike. Bobby, I was thinking of that Anchorman scene. Like, oh, it does you did kill the guy. Larry killed a guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, whatever that's it is. Like, yeah. Yeah. So, so, you should Brick. probably go into hiding yeah. now. <laughs> let's, let's unpack this scene, because it's... In Twin Peaks world, yeah. it's one of the best. I mean, they're at the Great Northern. It's Doc, Harry, and Coop. Coop's lying in bed in his blue jammies. He gets up. He says he's got to brush his teeth. Twice. Twice, which is pretty cute. You know what, though? I mean, I've been on morphine before and woken (laughs) up and said weird things, so I understand. Like, it's not so weird that you could say you want to brush your teeth. I said I wanted pickles and coffee was the two (laughs) things. Like, you know, so you could say weird things. So he's like, I want, I gotta brush my teeth, and then the doc's like, that sounds like a good plan, weirdo. <laughs> so he goes to the bathroom, and he takes the toothpaste tube and, you know, squeezes it and is squeezing all the toothpaste out, and that's the first sign that like something's wrong because yeah. the real Cooper would respect toothpaste. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're thinking, oh, something's, something's wrong. Right here. And then what's great is Cooper starts going, "Where's Annie?" And then how is it? Well, first he hits his head on the mirror, though. Right. So when he wakes up, he asks, How's How's Annie? Annie? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And they're like, like, She's fine. She's alive. Everything's fine. And then he hits his head, breaks the mirror, and just chants, How's Annie? And I was always worried about Melissa finding these pictures because she's on Pinterest. did find some because I'm also the social media chair of She is the social media chair. uh, There's a lot of pictures of. Which this scene again they did with just the two actors together and like uh you know um, like close thing in between. Or yeah, yeah, so it was like the just the two actors' heads together. Yeah. Um Frank so, Silva and Kyle McLaughlin. Yeah, you see Bob on the other side of the mirror looking like, back at Cooper, fuck. and then Cooper turns to the camera and his eyes are whited out like the the yeah. doppelgangers in the Black Lodge. That is yeah. bad Coop. He's got the wicked laugh to prove it. Yeah, <laughs> and that's and so you're yeah. like and that's how they that's end the, the series. Yeah. And you could imagine if you had been invested in this, you'd be so excited but also pissed that, like, that's the fucking end of the series. Like, I know. And you can see why people are losing their minds that now they might get answers after 25 years about what the fuck is yeah. going on. Yeah. Um, 
Pat and I actually saw a deleted scene that they Which did. is a good thing they deleted it. They deleted it. Yeah, that was but. like them coming into the bathroom and Cooper... Making up a story. Making up a story. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, that would have ruined the whole... But yeah. I loved... I think the ending was great. Uh, and yeah, I, I mean, I think... It was really, really cool. Also, just the only other note I have is there was some Black Lodge stuff of Annie into Caroline, Caroline into Annie, Annie into Laura. Like, they just kept flashing right. to different <laughs> people. But I don't really like the Caroline angle at all. So no, I don't think it's important. It. Yeah. I think they, I think they play it bigger because of trying to give Annie importance. Yeah, where it's not needed. Well, and we and have what to was try to be invested in right. and, and when it gives Wyndham Earl importance exactly. too. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And what's really, it, right? you know, I mean, I think we've we can all agree after watching, especially Fire Walk with me, that Cheryl Lee is a fucking phenomenal actress. And she can nail her she shit. I mean, she's she is awesome, and you know, she's compelling and she's interesting, and she has a lot going on. And like, I would so much rather watch more of her and less of anyone else in the yeah. Black Lodge. Oh yeah. So it's like having Maddie and Laura. God, kudos to Cheryl Lee too for all the stuff she had to do with the screaming and the yeah. She's a very good, like, she emotes oh my God. really well and very easily, too. She's a very good, like... She's phenomenal. I mean, she's, she's actress, so yeah. interesting. You know, to me, like, there are so many actors who are beautiful or conversational and natural or funny or sad, but she has that interesting thing where you just mm-hmm. watch her and you're like, there's something going on with her that is different and interesting that, like, I totally get... Cheryl Lee's amazing, well, she's I, also really hot, so that helps. <laughs> I think she's hot, but, you know, we were talking about this earlier. Wait, we're talking about like Audrey, right? No, no Cheryl we're Lee. talking about Laura. Laura. Oh, Laura. Yeah. Like, yeah, not as hot, but like, still hot. That's what I'm like, <laughs> yeah, that's what yeah. I'm saying. Is like she's she's really, like, she's beautiful, obviously. Like, she's... But she's small but town she's beautiful. small town yeah, beautiful. Like, she's normal true. looking. Like, she's, like, the cute girl yeah. from the small town. And she's, a, you like... You can tell. I, I don't know if we're... I think we're not really talking about Firewalk with me, but she was so good in Firewalk with me. Like... Yeah. Oh. Yeah, she was so good like, in Firewalk with like, me. So if good. You don't see enough of her acting chops in the series, but, like, in Firewalk with me, she is, like... Well, I think that's really why David Lynch did it. Because I think he could have... And the smarter choice, really, would have been to do some sort of continuation of Twin Peaks because it was, like, fans who were upset about the season being right. canceled. And then instead of doing that, he went with a prequel, and I think that's why people were upset. But he did the prequel so he could have Cheryl Lee, you know? Mm. And he kept doing more and more to, like, add her into the series. Even having Maddie was to add her. Yeah. I think but she's a very good... Something about her voice in Fire Walk with me did upset me, but like she emotes so easily and so naturally, like you feel yeah. what she's feeling. I do think she and Sherilyn Fenn are foils of each other. They both have a worldliness. They both have like a more going on than meets the eye thing, you know. Yeah, and I think that's why David Lynch likes both those both of those actresses and has continued to use because of the of the actresses in Twin Peaks. He's most used Cheryl and Fenn and Cheryl Lee because both of those actresses have this, like, something else is going on. There's something more there. If I could, like, quantitate what David Lynch is to me, it's this something's happening. You know, like, something's going on. 
it's that feeling of weird you get when like you're walking down the street and you feel like something weird's happening or you mm-hmm. feel like someone's behind you or you feel like something means more than it is. Mm-hmm. And it's just, this episode is so great. I would, I'm very hopeful that the new season will have more like this. And like Laura says, we'll see you in 25 years. Oh my God, we didn't even talk about that. Which is tomorrow. Oh my God. How lucky are we to be <laughs> alive awesome. to see this? Yeah, I'll see you in 25 years, she says. And, and then it happens. And that is tomorrow, so we so, will... Well, if we're gonna, stay we, tuned. Yeah, stay tuned. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about it. Um, and that's, that's, that's where we're at. See you in 25 years. Meanwhile, 